Hey, this is Kay Willems, one half of your hosts of this podcast, The Ultimate Party. I'd just like to say up top that nothing is, should be taken as fact. It's all entertainment purposes only. Nothing's under mission of guilt. The views of the host and the guests may not reflect your own. With that being said, ever since the dawn of humanity, we have come together in celebration, combining the best in art, science, food, technology, f- music, and more for great big parties. It's It's the ultimate party with the wolves! Hey, Austin. Hey there, Kyle. Uh, hey, how's it going? Oh, fantastic, man. Uh, yeah. I am giddy y- with excitement. You've got a journey coming up. Oh, man, I'm bouncing off the walls. But the main... I'd like to start season two okay. of the ultimate party off with an apology. True to our form. <laughs> True to form, Yeah. <laughs> For those of you just turning in, we kind of went on like a hiatus for two, three weeks, and two weeks, and I mean, there's life gets in the way. You got to yeah. do stuff, and for that, I apologize, even though we have like literally no listeners. We have like one or two, and people are always like, yo, you still doing the podcast? And I'm like, yo, you listening to it? <laughs> That's a, the two go hand in hand, so you got to help me help you. Right. Not to say that I'm angry at anyone. I love everyone. True. You know. And speaking of love, you've got big news. Oh, yes. And I'm I'm loving life right now. I am leaving on Tuesday to ship out to Pennsylvania. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah. To go to Camp Bisco. My is first that where out the of office state. is from? Yeah. Oh, no shit. They have an office stage. That's bizarre. <laughs> Are you fucking with me right now? No, I'm saying oh. like that. That's, that's one of the stages is the office. <laughs> but it's it's in a water park. So there's like alpine slides and luge slides and a zip line, wave pool next to one of the main stages. That is crazy. It's, it's going to be a wacky time. Oh, it's going to sound wacky. That's why we're doing this pre-festy. Professy, professy, little like interview, just chill, kickback sesh for the start of season two. Yep. You know, get to know the brothers. Get to know the brothers, and just if, if for those of you who didn't listen to season one, go um, back and listen to season one. Yeah, go one, back to it and, is and download every episode and give us reviews and all that great stuff. But the main takeaway is that concerts may or may not be parties. But festies are parties, pretty universally. It's like a little micro colony of people. Like for for those few weeks, you got shops and vendors and everyone's trying to live and survive. And there's like trading and bartering and partying. Friends, rivals, just Rivals. Maybe not rivals. I don't Uh, know about rivals. They, I mean, it is fun to have festy rivals sometimes. If Who it's can like get the a, most a, high fives, or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or just that that one dude that I don't know. He he pumps it up to the max, and you both kind of like want to see whose party is the loudest. Mm. But then you both revel in it by swapping parties. You're like, hey, we're both too radical outrageous people we should combine party efforts <laughs> well, seems like you've got a big rage I've got a big rage let our rages touch <laughs> it's, 
it's touch just rages really just fast. Touch rages and like you can kind of like peel a flap of your rage over my. Whoa! Oh, so oh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I'm 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 excited. Dope. It's 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 a unique experience. I think for sure, man. Like, have you been to a lot of festies in the past? I've been to a total of two. Nice. But one I hit twice, so it it was a good time. If anyone's gone to Sonic Bloom, it's a it's a beautiful, peaceful time. The the greens where it's held, I think it's Butterfly Ranch uh-huh. or Hummingbird Ranch. Hummingbird Ranch. That makes sense because it's the hummingbirds. Yeah. But just beautiful mountains to the west. You got wide open spaces and a nice little stream to cool you down. So I'm intrigued to be like semi in nature and semi in a water park. They haven't released mm-hmm. the map yet, so I need to check out what that is. No map? No map as of yet. Does it surround the water park? I, I believe so. It, it envelops and then might be off to the side for camping and stuff like that. Well, that's neat. Because if the Disco Biscuits are able to just rent out an entire water park, that's that's bizarre. I think it would be feasible. Yeah. I don't know what the policy on water parks is. I think that Water World could definitely have like a good five-stage setup. Yeah, that place is massive. America's biggest, America's best. Yeah. Family water park. <laughs> <laughs> I really want that to happen. If anyone's out there trying to find a place for a festival, oh yeah, Waterworld. You could throw it at Waterworld. That'd be nuts. That would be. You could have like a stage by the Fun House, a stage by the Wave Pool. This episode is brought to you by Waterworld. (laughs) America's biggest, America's favorite. Yeah, family water park. Right. Please, yeah. This is a good summer promotion. Like, show up to the door and be like, "Party on!" give you i don't know probably nothing at this point but we right. should work something out with them I'll, I'll plug you to everybody i know right exactly because as we were saying you could have a stage by the fun house a stage by the um wave pool a stage by the crazy really slides st- yeah that fun house thing yeah um a stage by lamb Bef- of before time See, that's and what I'm saying. excision playing while you're sliding through there mm-hmm. that would be some beautiful things he's just in by the you just have a dj by the t-rex in there so it's just like, it's like crazy a silent disco dubstep tunnel yeah, yeah. it's like only people in the tunnel can hear it like, you get to the bottom right before it drops you're like no i need to get back <laughs> wow it's just i rode the thing and it dropped when it dropped Oh shit! Oh yes! Oh, oh yes. yes! Oh yes! That What's sounds it? sick. Yeah, we. Uh, this is the first year we're doing an actual totem, because as any good festi goer knows, if you if you have friends, totems are almost necessary because you lose them instantly. And just to look above the sea of hats and tank tops to see an actual thing you can gravitate towards. And then people just randomly gravitate towards that because they're looking for their friends and they tell them to meet you by that place so you just meet random people. Mm-hmm. We were looking at flags and one said, if you're lost, come dance with us. Nice. <laughs> I like that. That's a great yeah. sentiment. Just like, yeah, these people. Woo! <laughs> they by the flag. <laughs> and then it's like a moving thing so if someone's like, I don't see it, just be like, it'll come around. Right, right. It's, a, it's moving. And then, yeah, random friends you meet along the way are just like, oh, Austin's over there. We can go party with him. 
But yeah, we uh, have you do you have a designated totem carrier? No, it normally passes around. The last time we did it, we had a flower, and Maddie, our, our previous guest, was holding it for most of it, but she would pass it around and people would dance with the flower. But it's definitely interesting dancing with a thing in your hands. Oh, I know. Like I, uh, at Base Center, somebody handed me their 20-foot pole. Maybe like 15-foot pole with a flag, but it was really windy. And I was using my best to try and hold on to that, but I had lost my friend. So I asked if I could hold the pole because he looked tired. He was like, yeah, man. So he gives it to me. I'm waving it back and forth. And apparently Steve had gone there to find me and didn't think to look at the guy holding the pole because he was mm. like yeah that's one of their friends of course of course mm. and we 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 missed each other by feet but yeah after about 15 minutes of me holding this massive flag having the time of my life i was a little bit tired i didn't want to do it and so i go to hand it back to the guy and he's like no man i'm trying to dance and now <laughs> i have a massive totem and I'm, like, I'm not I, I will take this with me if you want me to this yeah. is yours <laughs> Don't put this evil on me. Come on now. Like, I'm just doing my thing. I helped you guys out right. for a little bit. My time is done. But, yeah, <laughs> and we we got, like, a, a six-foot one with a nice little flag on it. Nice. Yeah. Right on. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, what's, what's, what's one of your favorite things to see, either at a show or a festival, that, that entertains people around you hula hoopers hula hoopers yeah i can't stress this enough i mean like there's just something so magical about especially those led hula hoops that make the different designs as they're swinging them around it travels through right because even if you're bad at it it is still funny like either you have a certain level of skill and you're like oh man damn they're just going off with this hula hoop or they don't have the skills and you're like what are they trying to do with that hula hoop well and even like as long as they're not smacking people it's like gloving you can pretty much get away with a lot and still have it look pretty cool oh yeah but like the greats kind of hypnotize you oh yeah in ways that you didn't think were possible when uh, like, oh yo Hooping. I love it when you see it in your periphery and you just start getting sucked into it and you're like you know some crazy producers on stage right now but you're just getting sucked into this person dancing it out with glow stuff oh yeah and there's so many different types of like flow art and dance you can do that are crazy to the max but there's like some- those light whips yeah light, light whip light is whip. those are crazy the one are you talking about the ones that rap that people wrap around themselves and then it's just almost like this big old piece of kelp that's lit up yeah going around people. with the um how oh, what is that the like tubes that shoot light out the ends yeah uh, fiber optics fiber optics yeah. yeah so it has a little beam on the end mm-hmm. yeah, it's a cool thing those are cool and then of course you got those little gyros that you spin up in your hands and then kind of pull your hands apart so it spins them that- i don't know what those are called that didn't really take off all that much. Like whenever I see it, it's a it's a cool thing and I enjoy it. People can make really cool stars yeah. and mandalas and stuff, but I, oh what? It's not as big as like poi or hooping. See, I think it kind of fell away to the Glovers because I remember that was super huge back when I was like freaking sophomore or freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. 
But then, like, gloves came out, and people were like, well, we could just put the lights on our fingers. We don't need to whip around this stringy thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, people are chipping out. They're seeing tracers anyway. I'm just going to do this. Use my hands. Yeah, one last right. thing I need to use as an apparatus. My question is this. When you are seeing all these people, what exactly are they getting out of it like what is the point of being so lit up and flashy i i think it's much like the garb like you know when people are wearing cool trippy shirts it's, right. it's just for the entertainment of everybody like you know it's fresh but you're not looking at it the entire time you're just trying to give it to the people Boom. so like you're having fun and plus as a person that does some flow arts there's some like hypnotic quality of like pushing mass around in a fluent way and you know when you spin poi it kind of like it pulls you in all the right places right giggity but (laughs) and and yeah it's just it's fun to be in that like spinning fire just seeing the fire around you it's cool to everyone else but you're you're enjoying it as well oh yeah and i don't know if i've mentioned this on the podcast before but definitely getting into poi was something that i thought would make me cool I was like, people are going to want to come talk to me because I can swing around these poi. And what I learned was two things. One, people don't want to approach someone who's like swinging things about their face. And two, the people who do want to approach you are better at it than you. And they're like, oh, you do poi? Yeah. Uh, you you want to let me get in on that? And then they just start doing some crazy tricks you've never seen before and you'll floss on them. Awesome. Yep. Cool. I, you keep those. Cool, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I give up on life. Um, uh, I remember um, at Base Nectar's freestyle sessions this year, there was a big old community of poi and glovers and hoopers and stuff like that that would mass together and then kind of traverse around the pit and up into the stands and all that. So it was like a little moving, undulating glowworm traveling through the crowd. Very entertaining. That's super sick. <laughs> well, because I've kind of been reading, well, not reading, but listening to um, a podcast about philosophy and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. getting all philosophical on it. And there have been points where people are talking about how you can't just take a picture's interpretation of the top of a mountain, right? You have to be on top of the mountain to kind of grasp the the gravitas, especially if it's a mountain that you can't just drive up. Right. right. And, like, everybody can experience that, so everybody kind of knows right. that that's the thing. I think the same can be said about a concert. I mean, granted, there are people who go and they're not impressed, or they're like, "This isn't my scene," you know, right. and they dip out. But that, I think what and you and you don't get that from a picture. Like if you if you yeah. don't enjoy a concert, or you like see footage of a concert and you think you're gonna really enjoy it, you don't really know until you're there. Right. And live footage of concerts, I don't think has ever really captured the magic. I can't think of one live concert that I've watched that I'm thinking like, yeah, they really gave me the same feeling I would get if I'm there. There's something about just being around everyone, especially if they're lighting up and glowing. Right. Yeah. And I, the the tiny lights throughout the the crowd 
definitely add to the mystique of a concert. Like Excision's Paradox is gorgeous, but seeing everybody gloving around him and having like your entire surroundings lit up and moving, and then everybody whips out their phone to catch a drop, and you see a million tiny versions of that stage. Just it's it's a one of a kind thing that cameramen don't necessarily want capture because that's not where the action is right and there is definitely a part of me that wants to say oh it's just for like drug culture and stuff but i think i almost appreciate it more when i'm sober where don't get me wrong a good like glove show when you're tripping or whatever super dope but just seeing all the ways that different people orient themselves and light themselves up and dress in these fancy ways just kind of discovering something about their personality even if that personality is like yo i got money to spend on wish (laughs) (laughs) it's just random clothes all the time yeah because you got the people who have like the super stylized print tees with some visionary art on it where it's just super trippy and those people are dope you got the people who um are like me who are just like rummaging through thrift stores all day you got the people that look like street merchants and like assassin's creed with like the hoods and the scarves and all that you've got the classic fishnet people who are just trying to show as much skin as possible but still keep it locked up yeah got people in like fake fur they're like the different like animal tribes you got some wolf people you got some buffalo people it is those those are very entertaining i always wonder how they're not super hot like the spirit hoods and like uh thrift shop jackets right i'm super hot in just my hair yep right feels yeah it's insane but just seeing all those people together and just realizing that I don't know so many of them. Oh, yeah. People are all individuals and stuff like that. And it definitely... I didn't mean to glaze over that. It is beautiful how every person has this giant history behind them, making them who they are. Yeah, people are individuals and it's all beautiful, but moving on. Yeah, and skipping forward. <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's like an aesthetic when you're under the influence. But you can definitely respect it i mean you can do it both ways but i I see what you're saying about kind of understanding what it is as a whole rather than just getting lost in the aesthetic of it right when you're on drugs or such and we were having this discussion about how gloving is almost cooler when you're not the direct subject of it like you're kind of standing a few feet behind you can see all the whips and all the tuts and technical things with it and like there's lights all around my face right whoa Oh, I think you get that for anything you have a level of appreciation for, where it's suddenly not enough to just see music and be like, oh, that's dope. You're like, okay, what about this is dope? Mm, and break if you, it down to the rules. Right, yeah. So if you're a fan of gloving and you've seen it so many times, you're like, okay, but what are they really doing there? Mm. And that's almost more interesting is just seeing how the magic works rather than just knowing that it does right it's like the ignorance really isn't bliss in this situation it's it's fun but then like curiosity just takes over and like knowing the intricacies is half the fun right yeah that's why i apologize at the beginning of all these episodes people are like don't tell people what's going on behind the scenes but i want people to know that just like yo had a podcast get started i don't know people just do them it's like raising kids 
Right. And sometimes you need to apologize. And sometimes you need to apologize. Sometimes you need to take breaks. Yep. Sometimes you need to go to festies. Sometimes you got to do research. Speaking of uh, taking a break, should we uh, take a little commercial break really fast? Yeah, let's take a little commercial break really fast. All right. All right. Hey, hey Kyle. Hey, Austin. Oh, we almost jinxed there for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, that was cute. Yeah. Hey, do you want to tell these fine folks about our nice little call line? Our call in line? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the one that's at 4242423817. Yeah. That one? That one. Okay. I'd love to tell people about it. We definitely get calls on it. We have. We have gotten calls. We it's got official. The, the, we got the voicemail set up. We can't play you a voicemail, but we've got it. We, we, they, they're up. coming in. Don't worry about it. You just add to the pool. <laughs> yeah. And we'll show you. We'll show you once you get, you know, a million. A half a million. Half a million. I'll settle for half a million. Yeah. Then we'll start breaking out the vault. Ooh, but yeah, it so updates all the time. Up. Yeah. And we're now we're in season two. We just, everyone loves more segments. Wouldn't you love a voicemail segment? Or or if you were like, hey, you need this segment, do this segment. Yeah. Or like, yo, man, why aren't you bringing this to your festival? Because this is the best thing whatever was at a festival. Right. Really, realistically, anything you want to say to us, you could leave us a message at this party hotline. Heavy breathing? Heavy, yeah. I'd appreciate Heavy that. Heavy petting? Ooh, always good. Uh-huh. Pet sounds by the Beach Boys? Whatever you want. Beach times from these boys? Yes. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. We got you. And also you can email us, k at com or a at com. You can hit me up on Twitter at kwolms. Instagram at kwolms, you know. Mm-hmm. Facebook slash the Wolums. It's the switch up. Yeah. But anyway, back to, the sh- yeah, back, back, but back to the show. <clears throat> you want to do it? You want me to do it? You want me to do it? I'll do it. And we're back. Hey. Oh, hey there. Hold, hold up. Uh, hey, hey, we're back. A microphone there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. So tell me some stories from some crazy some festivals. Stories. Yeah. Festivals. Regale me with your tales, bro. You know this. Um. So. Or regale the listeners. Regale. Yeah. Okay. So like my love of festies comes from a g- g- jolly old year, two thousand eight. You know, it was a good time. And I suppose it starts even before that because our mom used to take us up to like a little rock show festival up in Winter Park. Do you remember that? I, I, I vaguely like, remember down it. that memory lane. But I don't think we would like camp in at that. No, I think it was just a one-day thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a good time. And we saw a bunch of concerts. Right. Yeah. So, but just the general collectiveness of having a day full of music and jamming out, hanging out on lawns, having other stuff to do. Talking to people, doing things. Yeah, meeting friends. Yeah, Yeah, good times. But then, um, in the jolly old time of 2008... Let me set the scene for you. Life was better than Barack Obama had just started running for president and was on his way to the White House in early August. A man named Kyle had found out about Girl Talk, thought it was pretty swell, and also liked bands like Phoenix and um, other stuff. I don't know. 2008 it was a great year. Good music, good times, good life. And there was this festival. 
Injustice was playing. And this was the Monolith Festival. And it was three days long. And it was at Red Rocks. And it was five stages. And it was super dope. And up at the top, they had a tent that was sponsored by Dell. Um, where you could make t-shirts and get your hair dyed and make buttons. And a guy was... I love button makers. Yeah. They're really fun. And you can make, like, laptop backs. It was crazy. Um, there's a guy in there named Johnny... And Johnny talked like this. And I was like, yeah, yeah I could show. do that voice. And he was like, yeah, you really, you really can. And I, to which I replied, yeah, so I could totally do it. To which he insisted, you gotta keep doing that. Forever? And you guys just sat and, there for 30 minutes? Right, well, I got his name and that was enough because I went down to the VIP section on day two and I said... Hey, I'm Johnny's friend. They go, Johnny? I go, yeah, you know the guy from the tent who talks like this. They're like, yeah, we know that guy. All right, come on, kids. So I got free food and a gift bag. Nice. And that was super dope. And, um, yes. So, lots of bands. Lots of bands? Lots of bands. Like all alt-rock bands? Alt-rock bands, electro-DJs. Nice. A lot of stuff from 2008 people might have missed, but was still awesome. For instance, do you remember the band CSS? They had that song, Music Is My Hot Hot Sex. Sounds it was on, on an Apple commercial. It goes, music is my boyfriend. Music is my girlfriend. Music is my daddy. Don't remember this? I mean, it, it's it's coming into me and weird. Yo, if this sounds like something you know, hit us up on the party hotline. That's all, that's all I gotta say. Yep. And so they were there. Actually, when they stopped playing, you could hear the beginning of Genesis by Justice. Oh, man. Because they were on top of Red Rocks, and Justice was on the main stage. So we just went to the railing right as Genesis drops. And oh, the, man. It was great. Just wash it, wash over. Yeah. All the crap. It was amazing. They ended up blowing the speakers um, twice. And they had to end the festival like an hour early. It was crazy. They only got like 35 minutes into their set. It was nuts. How many stages were there? Five. Five? Five. At Red Rocks? At Red Rocks. Wow, it was we. nuts. Yeah. Okay, so the way they had this set up was they have the main stage, then they have one up top, and then they have one where the merch booth normally is sort of on the stairs down to the ramp. Okay. And then they had two in the indoor complex all right right see that and the way the indoor stages were set up is there's that one room where it's almost a movie theater where it gives you the history of red rocks and there's a usually an art gallery in there at some point so many people packed into this place that they had to shut the doors right after we got in you could jump and you wouldn't hit the ground there were so many people (laughs) in this basement and does it offend you? Yeah, played. And it was insanity. It's amazing. I love times like that. Right. Like a Crystal Castle's experience where it's just wall-to-wall people, but everyone's shoving against each other somehow, so you're just mm-hmm. getting, like, washed into a sea of people. Oh, yeah. It was transformative. I was just listening to Does It Offend You? Yeah, today, man. Dude, they're so good. They are really good. I actually went to see them again because I was... That was my first introduction to them was the festival. So I kept waiting for them to come back to town and they came back with 
the guy from Block Party and Inner Party System. And I thought, this is my best lineup. This is all I could ever ask for. And that concert ended up being a huge, huge, huge disappointment. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Dang. But that's okay, because that wasn't this festy. This festy was amazing. At one point, we were sleeping on a table that had three tiers on it. So me and my two friends were all sleeping on this three-tiered table. <laughs> it was like great. Knapsack kind oh, of yeah. like cot situation. Yeah, it was. It was perfect. We actually got the tickets from a scalper. It was amazing. Nice. And then we went back to that the next year, and it got rained out. So no one bought a bunch of day of tickets. They lost a bunch of money on it. And it hasn't been back since. Although Global Dance Festival this year has what seems to be quite a lot of stages. And yeah. it's going for three days. So it might rival. That was uh, that was my first festival experience. It was Global Dance. Yeah. Was that the year where you dyed your hair and missed a day? Yeah, I did miss a day. That was hilarious. Yeah, I miss Empire of the Sun and um, Kid Cudi. Uh, no, my hair is bleeding. <laughs> Oh, you were freaking out. Yeah, and I, I, I spent a decent amount of money, and oh, yeah. like even more than the money, I just really wanted that experience. Oh, you no, know, like, I, I get it one hundred percent. At the time, I didn't get it, but now I get it. Totes get it. Totes get it. But yeah, just like going by myself, I showed up three hours early to Global Dance Festival. I just made a bunch of friends, and then throughout the day, kept talking to people and eventually people needed a ride home and that was the only thing i had was a car so i'm like yeah i got you and they would like take me back party with me give me some drinks give me some smoke i'd have good times the first night it was a a gay dude and like three go-go dancers nice so we just had like pool party at their hotel room awesome it was a good time there's always one thing i definitely struggle with when i'm at a place and I want to make friends, but I don't have anything on me. Right. I always feel as if I need to bring something to the party. Like the whole, hey, we've got a bed sheet, draw a circle. Or, hey, I've got food. Or, hey, I've got smoke. Or, you guys hey. need water or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, right. Just, I want to hang out with you just because you seem like cool people. But I feel as if we are in a place as such where anyone just kind of glomming onto your group is more of a person you now have to take care of mm. than an asset to your group. So, yeah, just to, to, like, I don't know, have something that makes you an asset right. immediately. But then, or find a way to just break out of that mindset. Yeah, true, true. This is not necessarily true. And if you have, like, good jokes and banter, sometimes oh, yeah. that's enough as well. Right, be the entertainer. Um, But, yeah, it, like, I've always had good times. I, uh, after Chromio this last weekend... Which, by the way, Chromio and Glitch Mob, that was an amazing time. That was dope. See, oh. I saw Glitch Mob at the Monolith show. Oh, man. That would yeah, be a I good know, introduction. Full circle. Nice. But um, I gave some guys a ride home to their apartment, and they were blown away that a random stranger would just give them a lift and then hop into their house. But, I mean, it's just, it's like, we're, we're nice people. And mm. at Festies, like, we have good heads on our shoulders. So, right. y- you know who's a good person who you can just party with for the rest of the night yeah i always wonder about that because you're at a concert and it seems as if everyone is super friendly and super caring and then after concerts or something sometimes people flip out sometimes people flip out at the concerts it's always so bizarre to me when people flip out right 
and it I doesn't get, seem like f- freaking out is helping the situation right. at all. I mean, just as one um, observation, I have very rarely seen people freak out sober. They normally just go, well, I'm leaving. Yep. So that could play into it. I could see that. And yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're just like swept up into all the madness of things. Right. Yeah. And that's definitely one of the most understandable reasons for freaking out sometimes is if you've had like too much. If anyone ever comes up to me at a show and they're like, oh, X and so-and-so had too much and they're over there. I feel like I'm pretty understanding with being like, oh, well, we're in this together. we'll take care of him where inside there is definitely part of me that's like oh no I was actually okay funny story that inner party system Uh show with uh, does it defend you yeah that I was so geeked out about the friend I went with hadn't eaten for like 36 hours or slept hadn't eaten or slept for 36 hours so the whole time it's like Yo, buddy, we'll do whatever we need to do to get you to where you need to be so you're good. If that means missing the headliner, that's that's okay. But just know, you need to take better care of yourself. Right. I don't <laughs> want this to be a regular thing. Right. And yeah, I, I, I've taken care of the occasional friend that's been too drunk and all that, but it's it definitely seems... Is that nobody wants to be in that situation, you know? They never want to be the person needing help, but the person helping. The needing help. Oh, yeah. yeah they, no. You don't, you don't want to be that guy that's like, I'm sorry, I'm taking you away from the show. So, <laughs> if... I mean, that's why very they say rarely, I'm sorry. What? So, that's probably why they say I'm sorry. Yeah. But, mm. I mean, there are those people that do it over and over and over again. Right, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's rare, and the people... Like, the times that I've done it, it's normally for the friends that it's just, like, a one-and-done time. Yeah. You're just like, I'm here for you, man. Like, That's I overshot rare. my boundaries. I I did too much. And I've been mm. that guy a lot as well. Oh, yeah. But I normally just get cozy no matter what happens to me. I'm just like, well, I'm not feeling right, so I'm just going to lay down. Right. Like I tend to just kind of hold up in my brain sometimes if I'm in that place but with a smile on my face and a thumbs up in the air because there have definitely been times where I've been feeling really good and confident in myself and then done things from that perspective of feeling good and being confident and then, you know, had people go, whoa, slow down <laughs> there. So if ever there's a time where now it's just this Pavlovian response where if I start to feel good and confident, like, yeah, this is a good idea. This is a good idea. This is a great idea, but I have been wrong in the past. So <laughs> I'm just going to stand here this. and smile and thumbs up. I still say go for that like eighty percent of the time, but just 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 analyze right as you go through. Well, it's just this like strange socializing, um, like domestication almost, mm. where instead of going, yeah, I'm just gonna go up there and I'm gonna run around and do something. And again, this is mostly just because I'm aware of how distorted my headspace probably is. Right? Mm-hmm. When you're in that situation, you're thinking to yourself, this seems like a good idea, but that could be the drugs talking. Right. So maybe this is not the best idea. 
And then you're just stuck in that mental tug of war yeah, with mean, yourself a little bit. Right. Meanwhile, if um, if I'm stone cold sober and I'm at a concert, I'm thinking to myself, I should jump off that stage. Yes, I'm going to jump off that stage. Here's <laughs> how I'm going to get on the stage, and then I'm going to jump off it. And then I do, as where me on any sort of like alcohol would be... Gonna, that would that would be that would be dope. And then wake up outside the venue. Go, what happened? And then <laughs> just checks. Yeah, me stoned is probably. Oh, that would be cool. Those lights are cool. This, these girls are cool. This is cool. <laughs> nice. I just like it. I I can I I don't I don't need to do that. I'm just having a good time. And then Chippin would be like, I don't even know where to begin. I'm a fish. <laughs> How do I hop on that giant uh, castle? I don't deceive people. Those people are giants. Dance, move, dance, move, dance, move. What's dance. weird is when people doubt, like, rational decisions. There's been times like at a uh, Sonic Bloom, the mm-hmm. first year I went, the our neighbors had a trampoline. Nice. So you would come in lightweight tripping, a little bit stone, be like, Oh my god, there's a trampoline and I mean I've jumped on trampolines for a decent amount of mm-hmm. years. So like climbing on the trampoline and everyone's like watch yourself austin i don't think this is a good idea it's yeah it's a trampoline i understand the dangers of it but i don't think it's that bad but then like based on people's reaction it just starts to get in my head that it's super dangerous oh yeah i just shouldn't doubt myself exactly especially because tripping doesn't inhibit your physical activity as much as people think it does it almost seems as if the slower you move the more inconsistent you are mm-hmm. when you're on psychedelics where if you're just kind of walking around at a concert area you might kind of get a good wobble and sort of lean over to one side and kind of have to recenter yourself but i've found that when you're dancing or you're moving or you're running or for me Climbing when someone. i was yeah when i was actually on trampolines like oh i am laser focused on this every jump i'm taking nailing every back flip it is the shizzle the shizzle which is kind of crazy because i would have never done that if they hadn't have fired me for thinking i did that (laughs) (laughs) it's like if you expect me to come here on drugs I might as well come here on drugs. Right. It's like, were you coming here on drugs? No, I was not. Well, I think you were, so goodbye. Okay. But if I come back, mind if I take some drugs? (laughs) (laughs) Now that you mentioned, I just want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Especially when I'm not responsible for kids. I think that's like the big deciding factor. Like, don't take them when you're responsible for things. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. I've I've gotten myself into that pit. Would you like lifeguarding high or something? No, 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 no. But like, I, I know that there are party situations, but sometimes you still need to do a little bit of decision making. Mm-hmm. And I've I've gotten to the point where I'm just so okay with everything, and you know, you're euphoric and all right with whatever happens. But then everyone's trying to make decisions of where to go, and you are useless. <laughs> I am <Right>. useless. <laughs> yeah. 
Jeez. like it's okay i was whatever They're like austin we need to know what you need to do on um, yeah, just life you know <laughs> whatever happens happens that's what gets me the most is when people when you see people from the outside and they're saying things that don't relate to the conversation how so um they'll just randomly you'll be talking about for instance we're having this conversation about this kind of stuff right here and then someone who's just tripped out from the corner is just like just we're getting sandwiches right you're like where is this coming from they're like i just like we need the sandwiches we're all hungry right so we're getting them like your brain kind of catches you, up yeah it's already listening? on its own path right <laughs> it's it's okay <laughs> i guess that's important right now right maybe but it's similar to what you were saying about that whole decision making aspect of it where people are like we need you to, to do something right now and you're like i'm just talking about the peanut butter man <laughs> 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 like what 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 is going on and then it will i don't know because we do a lot of talking about drugs on this podcast. Yeah. People think they're interlaced with the party scene. And I I think there should definitely be a distinction between party culture and party as an expression of culture. Okay. Right? Yeah. Whereas party culture in and of itself is being like, this is what every Party wants. They want a party. You want a party all the time. Night, time. days, work hard. Nights, play hard. Weekends, Yo, party hard. Party, 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 go party. And to an extent, maybe we contribute to that. But then I think there's also party as an expression of the culture where we say to ourselves, we've got all of this stuff lying around. Let's do the stuff that we love to do. What do we love to do? We love to dance. We love to meet people. We love to socialize. We love to get out of our own heads. We like to dress up. Mm-hmm. Be someone else. Right. Your responsibilities. On one hand, you have like all that glow stuff, which doesn't seem, I don't know, classy. But on the other hand, what other reason do these people have to dress up? Like this is dressing up as an occasion to dress up. They're mm-hmm. not going to charity events where it's like $60,000 a plate but they're going to the raves true and they might be doing both you know there's definitely hey, some oh, high yeah. class partiers but it's 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 a different form of expression it's it's all like making our outer form kind of suit who we are inside right. and like letting that part of our lives shine through and like yeah you can dress up classy and go to like a wedding and be like oh man I'm killing him look like 007 but then feel equally as proud putting up a bunch of candy and freaking light up shades and shoes and right. going and being a disco man and so right so the aspect of dressing up and going out and being part of a society I think is party as a representation of the culture and then party culture in and of itself has co-opted it to be this like neon colors you know all these chippy patterns and stuff 
mm-hmm. and all this like hypersexualized and psychedelicized there's got to be a better word for that and i'm not like saying that's a bad thing right because i mean like go trippy stuff and go sex but the the i I see what you're saying where the culture definitely draws from drug culture as well like and and exactly and sort of spirituality friggin world cultures like we're, we're doing a lot of weird third eye mantra things right and it's it's a whole bunch of trying to seek outside enlightenment because that's kind of what you're doing at a concert i mean at least this weird like as at a desert dwellers show right trying to do some weird things but oh yeah people also are. do psychedelics at that and like which came first the psychedelic bands or the psychedelics you know it's just like the two kind of excel each other as it goes on right yeah is it is something psychedelic before a brain can experience it as such right and like gloving can be amazing gloving on psychedelics is fun but gloving didn't necessarily have to come out of doing psychedelics and finding something cool to do that it just kind of goes hand in hand right so i guess the question becomes is all this crazy stuff at parties just reflecting our culture as a whole or is there an internal force trying to push it to only reflect certain values i think like if anything i'm saying i think parties can be more inclusive yeah like where it doesn't have to be this like safe haven for drug use and i mean you can keep using it as a safe haven for drug use and all this like metaphysical practice that you want to keep up with but do you bring that to your day job right and is it is it just a means of partying or is it part of your life that you bring out during a party right do you focus on that stuff normally or is it just fun conversation when you're there at the party Mm. because i mean dressing like that certainly feels like a party thing like we are dressing like this because we are where we are Okay, yeah, tank top and tie-dye shorts. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, women in pasties and stuff. Oh, yeah. And I I definitely have some, like, new age digital design t-shirts and stuff like that that ah, I don't want to wear those to Walmart. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. It it befits the situation. And, yeah, they're... and this is this is why I want to find as many mechanical like spiders, action. spiders, mechanical spiders, mechanical spiders. No, I'm just I want to kill on. all the mechanical spiders. Go on. Um, any sort of just kinetic way to make people happy at a at a show, to either make them laugh, make them smile make them want to dance harder or anything like that which yeah drugs are the the sort of shortcut to that but it's just it's playing with fire to where it's so easy to have a bad time and like bringing a trampoline that's just giving simple hearted joy to people without them having to alter their brain chemistry right it's 
the draw a circle thing. And for anyone who doesn't know how to do this, I highly recommend you do this. Grab yourself a bed sheet. About eight or nine cans of spray paint. Different colors, colors that go together, fun colors. Hang up the bed sheet somewhere and draw on it. Draw a circle. And then for the rest of your parking lot experience, you'll have people coming up, drawing a circle on your bed sheet. Gives you some space to talk to them. Introduce yourself. Talk about your crews, your respective crews. Something about them. And a lot of the times, people will be self-conscious at first. Say, oh, I don't know what to draw. Or all I can draw is a circle. And you go, yeah, but think about how much you can do with that. And, of course, there are people who are going to break the rules. Mm-hmm. There are people who are going to spray paint stars. There are people who are going to spray paint words. But you've met a bunch of people. Right. And that's the... I mean, life isn't that easy. We can't just put a set of rules on it. So going to concerts, trying to find these people and do these things. Sometimes you meet different people and sometimes you do different things. But... I mean, you just have to adapt. And that's like, that's the beauty of it is seeing how people push you out of what you knew a concert experience could be. And when I went to Sonic Bloom this last previous time, not not this year, but 2017, we were walking around and there was just a table of chocolate fondue with a little sterno, a little pot of chocolate. There was graham crackers, banana halves. There was marshmallows. There was like pretzel sticks. Everything you would want as just a late night snacky poo put in the middle of the festival grounds for people just to munch on. And I have never heard of anything like that. Yeah, that is dope. That's crazy. That kind of gives me hope though because you see things such as The Walking Dead or um, or any real apocalypse show, like mm-hmm. zombie survival show. And everyone thinks that in times like that, it'd be every man for himself or every woman for themselves and just small bands are okay, but they're unstable because you're always going to have to be looking out for number one. Mm-hmm. But then you go to festivals, which, don't get me wrong, can be harsh environments, especially if they're not funded properly and you don't have proper shade or adequate water or and there's uh, meltdowns. sanitary sanitary like conditions. I mean, not you need toilet to paper. have like yeah. toilet paper, yeah. porta potties. You need to have your literally. You need to have your shit on lock. Yeah, yeah. And um, we've talked about this right. as, a, as a pre-party or pre-plan for uh, 2020. Right, Wolf's Black Party, dude. That. It's going to be so sick if we achieve it. I don't know how many weeks there are left. We should start doing a countdown. We should just start everything. With a countdown? Yeah. Don't don't talk about it, be about it, and all that good stuff. What I'm saying is, in these environments where you come and you're like, listen, supplies are not coming for us. We brought what we brought, and we're here. And let's use it all. Let's help each other out. Let's right. make sure we're all safe. And yeah. we, we we come together, and it's it's a wonderful thing. And you you hear some shady things going on, but I don't know if it's uh if it's just that festival goers are a special subset of people. But I mean, you you hear more positivity and togetherness and 
helpful attitudes than you do negative attitudes and like whenever no, problems sure. arise it's it's the mosh pit falling down on a mosh pit effect where three people are going to try and help you up as soon as you go down so for every person that has a bad time there's x amount of people that are going to lift them right back up right if they let them because sometimes it's true. a rocky road in that situation true but yeah and and in all honesty that's another detractor for drugs i feel is it is the shortcut it is a, a very easy to obtain way to have a good time but then people argue over whose is whose who's gonna pay how much you're taking how much you want to take versus them if you try and do a communal you don't know when to take the drugs because somebody might want some and you don't want to tell them no and it's just so much to take into consideration that it's almost easier to have these things like have you ever seen those discs that are filled with water and sand Yes. And you can just move the sand around. That is free for everybody to enjoy. Right. Like, honestly, if you want it, play with it. It'll come back around. Or or, or kaleidoscopes and stuff like that, where you could use them as many times and it won't diminish the greatness of it. And drugs is like food. The more you do, the less is there. And right. that that kind of puts people in this weird stressed out mode oh i feel you and i'm definitely one of those people who if i have it i'm probably going to do it oh right. yeah. yeah amen that's why yeah. i can't trust myself with a pack of cigarettes right <laughs> <laughs> and um it's tough to be in those situations where you think everything's going to be cool i remember back when we were doing our parties in our apartment mm. there was always a level of stress right beforehand of okay who's in who wants what what are we you know right we don't want to have anybody but her that they wanted more right and but that, at the same time we don't want to give someone so much that yeah they're not they're okay. gonna flip out and which i think we did a pretty good job i only saw like one or two freak outs yeah 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 and and we we let him through those freakouts. Yeah. I had a freakout. I had a freakout. Yeah. yeah. It, it it happens. And, it, you know, it happens in sober life too, but it just right. seems like when you're in an emotional rut in your life or something like that and you can't see that you're in it or you don't know why you're in it, you're just in it all of a sudden, that sort of thing happens so fast in drugs or with oh, yeah. drugs. They just become the catalyst of putting you in a pit or because they they can give you the highest of highs they can also sink you to the lowest of lows sometimes right so i i often find that in this world where i'm basically poor right like below the poverty line but still living fat because capitalism is weird sometimes right we um, broken bougie exactly i often find that getting myself to any extreme state whether that be uh, via hunger or sleep deprivation or uh, I mean I can't really do anything because I'm on UAs and stuff but any of those altered states where or say I'm just even out at a concert like sober and I'm feeling good there is a part of the feeling good where there's like a shame about feeling good because I'm not where I want to be. And I'm like, 
oh, I'm feeling good instead of X, right? right. Yeah. And paradoxically, you can enter into a place where feeling good and having fun might be the best thing to do because you just, for whatever reason... You've been like sheltered and you break out of your shell or, or something. You, right. Or there's a reason to go where your friends are going. It's like social stuff shouldn't be ignored. You can't work yourself to the bone right. all the you time. Right. make connections. Right. So there could be a situation where who knows? Maybe going to the party is the right thing to do or like taking drugs would be absolutely fine. But... There's just this opportunity cost in the back of your mind that's, like, ruining it for you. Mm-hmm. That just stems from being broke. I mean, like, if you were fine with your life the way it is, then it would be fine. But because it's not, it's just exacerbated. Yeah, and that that has come into context with me of, like, meeting people that I deem cooler than myself and it kind of gives you that ego check and stuff like that, but it's definitely kind of a, a, a snap out of it mantra to be like, there's always someone that's better than the best, you know? Mm. No matter how much more you make, there's going to be people that make more money than you. There's going to be people that make yeah. less money than you. So it is, it is like, however you release that stress whether it just be like a block party where everyone's dancing and having a cookout or going to these crazy festivals as long as going to the festival isn't bankrupting you or hurting you like that your homie that didn't eat or sleep for 36 hours right. like now is not the time to party right you you need to take care of your life and there's there's all these different things but at some point it is nice to have that release Right, and this is what I'm saying to go back to my previous point about party culture versus party representing the culture. Mm -hmm. Party culture will compound that stress because these people tour over 200 days out of the year, right? There's always going to be another Bass Nectar show. There's always going to be another Grid show. There's always going to be another... um, Grammatic, Grammatic, or Zed's Dead, or Excision, or or Rusco, or name after name after name, Candyland, Rust Liquid, Illinium, L Gates. So many names. Yeah, we get it. it. (laughs) Um, But there's always going to be more of that, and you get the FOMO where you're like, "I'm missing it. You don't understand. This is what I love, and it's there, and I'm missing it." And it compounds on your anxiety and your stress where you're just, you're caught up in this culture and you're like, well, if I don't go to the party, then what am I? Right? Mm, I guess. We're, we're not, I mean, yeah, you can't make it to every, every show and like you do have those stories, but like you said, it's gonna, it's gonna be all over the place. Like it. It, when you say there's always going to be these shows, there are times where that FOMO gets so serious and you don't know it's happening until it's gone. Right. Right. Like, I, I've never seen Bass Nectar play Red Rocks. I've never seen Sound Tribe play with the Pyramid. It's, it happened. Mm-hmm. I hear it was really cool, but it will never happen ever again. Right. It's like seeing the actual Grateful Dead. It's like all you can do is hear about it. But 
all you have to do is follow what you truly want to do and that can get hungry and you balance that out with means and stuff like that but every time you go to something it's it's a wonderful thing and once it's not a thing you'll have stories of that thing you know and if you hear cool stories like factor it in but it shouldn't be stress i don't think right and but it is well and they're to people there you go i think there in lines the distinction right where party representing the culture is hey i like to get together with people i like to dance i like to dress up in these clothes i like this kind of music to be filling my ears i'm gonna go seek it out and then when you're there and you're in the presence of other people if you're just like yeah this is chill this is what i want this is to me what like my culture represents and it's good i want to celebrate that that's dope but it should not get to the point where it stresses you out where you're like okay i need to wear this because that's going to broadcast this message and i need to see these people because these people are the best people to see and i'm not going to have fun at any other show because let's face it besides the hits like every dj said is a like pretty similar and i and i'm not talking uh, i'm not trying to say that in the like oh you kids with your beeps and the boops but i'm talking about like these big names remix each other's stuff all the time well yeah but it it it's moving away from the club djs i feel that now people are respecting similar or like unique sets i Mm -hmm. guess so the people having their own style and not just playing someone else's song but you know remixing their song and stuff like that but the yeah the the stress and either at shows or not going to shows it definitely seems to be that materialistic like i need as much of it as possible and it's that that more sex is better sex kind of thing where if it reaches a point where yeah you people are hurting themselves flying all over the place people are also doing it fantastically but it's it's all knowing your mindset and not running away from anything to party but knowing that that is exactly what you want to do because stressing out at a concert is the one way to just ruin it because then you don't form any memories of it it's just it you you remember ah that was a bad night and you you can't just be fulfilled and drink it in without any inhibitions hmm. hey true that amen amen well i mean i wish you all the best dude oh yeah yeah this is gonna be dope uh, we're driving out there and it's like 26 hours or something like that oh boy oh it's gonna be deep yeah we want to stop and see some stuff but that that would that would just make it even longer and hold yeah that's that's a long thing it's a long journey but we're doing it all right i mean by the time this comes out you'll be there yeah i will talk to these listeners on the other side oh yeah well you best believe we're gonna have a follow-up episode oh yeah oh yeah i'll try and talk to some people while i'm out there get some party tips party tricks sweet yeah well, well, party on, Kyle. Oh, party on, Austin. Went to the... All right, that was our episode. Thank you so much for listening. 
Um, our intro and outro music is It's Time to Party by Andrew WK, and it is amazing. Um, I sure hope we can continue to use it. Thanks, everyone. You can hit us up at kayatwolves.com, ayatwolves.com. You can hit us at 424-242-3817, and just hit us up. Get us good reviews and stuff. Good night, everybody. You want to go full D? You're like, welcome to Ye Ultimate Party.